This is Joe. And this is Sean. Uh, we're going to return to a topic that has uh, been a very important in Korea. Uh, we, we, we've approached this before with... Uh, We've approached this before, and and it's not getting better. No. Yeah, we we did two episodes on this. One on a very specific case, and then one on a specific, um, some specific um, notion or concept uh, behind it. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned we're talking about child abuse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're talking about child abuse. <laughs> Yeah, so the two episodes we did previously, if people haven't heard it, was the Sari Jungin episode, uh, was the murder of the of the young girl Jungin by her by her um, adopted par- adoptive parents, uh, yeah. and the other one was is child abuse normalized, which yeah. uh, which uh, of course um, we used all information data and, and research and stuff from Korean researchers um, that brought that up. Yeah. So topics coming up again. And, yeah. And you know also, what? I'm thinking I'm going to say what I said before. It's not, I don't think it's as much that it's growing. I think it's just, be, it's being reported more. It was always there. Yeah. That, that, that's, that could be, that's, I think, I think we mentioned that in the, uh, is it, is child abuse normalized episode. We talked about how yeah. researchers may, and some researchers, researchers have said it, it's actually just being reported more. Yeah. It's no longer like you won't have neighbors who just turn a blind eye anymore. And that's what, that was the kind of thing that was happening in the past. Yeah. When I uh, started teaching, it was normal that teachers would hit kids in the class. Oh, when I first came to Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Very normal. Not 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 formal like spankings. It was just like smacking them on the heads and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I remember my old man would tell me they experienced when he was a kid in Newfoundland growing up and they'd wrap his knuckles and stuff like that. So no problem because yeah. he went to a Catholic school, so it was all nuns. Well that's but that's a formalized one. I'm thinking like that's a formalized yeah. one. You go down the office that's and there's a, a yeah. procedure for this. But I'm talking about just like like teachers just like they're frustrated, so they smack a kid. Hmm. I remember there was a situation we may we probably talked about this before briefly with some there was a teacher and they were filming that the chastising a student over something and she had her head down i think she was a middle school student and i remember and this the, and the other students were filming it's right in the early yeah. days it, yeah I think it was uh, right maybe like early days of smartphones and yeah. so maybe even before smartphones because i tell no, you no no it was it was around that time i remember this She's, she's like she's like she's on her knees and heads down and the it's a male teacher just smacking the crap out of her. Well, the one that I'm I'm thinking of, she's standing and he starts punching her. He punches her. Oh, there's one that, that that too. Yeah, he doesn't smack her. He punches her. He's because you kind of you know the the thing that uh, a lot of um, very kind of common thing in Korea where they they'll kind of put their knuckles down on the top of your head, kind of yeah. tap you with their knuckles lightly, and it's kind of a chastising. An old, an old way to chastise pe- um, people. Uh, people like friends would do it with each other and stuff like that. You'll see, and I've seen, I have seen teachers do it to students, but he does it once and he does it again harder. And then he just starts boxing her. Ugh. And um, he went to jail for that and he committed suicide in jail. 
Uh, yeah, that was, I, I tend to think, I seem to think that was like 2003, maybe 2003 is what I'm, what I'm thinking. Um, but it was all caught on video. So, so, but um, yeah, so like all these cases, the Sari Jungan case as well was the one that allegedly enraged the nation in, in all this kind of stuff that was being said about it. And never but, again. Yeah. But, but it, but it's, um, it, it's, it's a grow. It just continues to be in the news. It just keeps growing. And like you said, it could either be, there's more reporting. And if it's more reporting, it just indicates how it's just been a silent pandemic for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. um, not sorry, an epidemic, silent epidemic, but it is definitely an epidemic. And I don't think that's exaggerating. Like all there are, there's data that's suggesting that child abuse currently is at the highest it's ever been in Korea right now in Korea, according to government data, child abuse is at an all time high. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's a certain issue certain issues i think like we don't all often like to go back to and discuss but i think this issue needs to be talked about again and again mm -hmm. because this is this is serious this is becoming a very serious social issue not not becoming it it is a very serious social issue and uh yeah so it's the point where if you're walking down the street in seoul the chances that any kid you're seeing is being abused in any way is extremely high. So this is awful. You know, I just think, you know, our daughters are in school. How many kids in those schools are being abused? Yes. yes. Right. And they will, they will redirect that abuse to others. If they survive it. That's part of the issue as well. So, to start, I have, I'm going to go through a few of the more, more recent cases, but I'm going to go through statistics first. And all of these stats come directly from the Korean government, uh, the Supreme Court, and the OECD. And these are all the, the sources, so everyone can look up all this information if they're interested themselves. Um, so according to stats from 2021, statistically, 502, you want to be going to be exact, 502.2 children out of 100,000 aged newborns to 17 years were abused. Mm. So that's just over 500 out of every 100,000. That was 2021. In 2020, the year before, it was 100 less. It was 401.6 out of 100,000. Mm. So it's increased. Uh, and one thing that really bothers me is that I continually see media outlets um, uh, attempting, they're, like they're apologizing for it. And th they'll state that, oh, these numbers are going up because of the COVID pan pandemic. What? I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Oh, yeah. It's all, I, I see it all the time because I, I, follow, I follow child abuse issues quite closely and I see media saying this all the time, saying, oh, people, parents are cooped up and they're all stressed and everything. So they're starting to beat their kids. It's like, oh, for fuck's sakes, whatever. That's apologizing, if, you know, apologetics yeah. is, is nonsense anyway. But that's excuses to. Yeah, you, 
Yeah. You're just creating excuses. I just couldn't, couldn't it's like, I just hate it. I hate it's it. It's like saying, Oh, you know, she shouldn't have been wearing that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it's trying to initiate some sort of sympathy for, for the abuser. So um, it's all bullshit though, because the, the numbers in child abuse have been rising since pre pandemic. So the number of prosecuted incidents uh, are as followed going back from 2017 to 2021. Now the, the number of filed cases is higher. These are prosecuted incidents. So in 2017, there were over 22,300 cases of prosecuted mm-hmm. child abuse in Korea. Mm-hmm. 2018, 24,600. Mm-hmm. 2019, 30,000. 2020, almost 31,000. And then 20, 20, 2021, more than 37,600 yeah, cases of big, prosecuted. That's, that's the biggest jump. Yeah. So there is this jump there during the pandemic, but look how the numbers jump between 2018 and 2019. Yeah. And six, then between 2017 and 2019. Almost, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and then I, I, if you look at, if you think of Jungin, the Jungin case, the, the so, again, if no one knows that case, go back to our episode, sorry, Jungin, this, um, this adopted girl who, who was murdered by her, adoptive parents uh that was in 2020 so since jungin was murdered there have been more than 7000 cases of child abuse and that was the case that enraged the nation yeah so yeah i don't know so those are those are breakdowns of numbers again all this is from uh the government government stats um now the abusers uh, breakdown in their demographics. Uh, almost eighty-four percent of them are parents, and that, that's I think that's that's not a surprise. You can see that in abuse cases. I think around the world, they're mostly uh, mostly the parents. Uh, almost ten percent are guardians. Four uh, percent other relatives. Um, that's just kind of how it breaks down by demographic. In twenty twenty one. 86, just over 86% of cases occurred inside the home. And because cases occur inside the home, behind closed doors, they're really, really hard to identify. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you walk down the street and you see a mother slapping the shit out of their, their yeah. kid. There's not a Walmart to take the kids to to slap. Right. So they do it inside. And then these kids, you know, then it, it gets, and that's what, that's what was happening to Jungin. Like she she was being stomped on, the 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 mother stood on top of a chair and jumped off of it down onto her her little sixteen month year old sixteen month old chest and things like that. It was all happening behind closed doors. Uh, so how could you do that? Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, that was such yeah. a disturbing case. Right, and then um, in twenty twenty one, the number of arrests of abusers went to 12,725. That was just the arrests. Uh, and that was up um, from just over 6,100 the year before. More than doubled. Um, and that's just in Seoul. Um, now, the, 
this is where I want to kind of want to say. I mean, you could also make the argument that the sorry Jungin made more awareness, so that's why they arrested a lot more of these were reported. Yeah, it, it, sure, and that 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 could be part of it as well. Um, but I want to I want to know how many of these abuse cases started after the Jungin case as well. Right, because because uh, often some of these these cases don't last for very long. Like Jungin was was only abused for a few months before she was murdered, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these other cases that I'll talk about later are, are very similar. They weren't abused for very long, because if there's really hard abuse, hard physical abuse, little children are not going to survive it. They're getting they're getting punched. They're getting hit in the head. There's 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 you know physical trauma. Uh, brain trauma and stuff like that uh, that that will kill a child fairly fairly quickly mm-hmm. um another problem is the recurrence rate so speaking of you know you know the number of cases generally in 2021 almost 85 percent of abused children removed from the home due to abuse were returned to that home so they were removed from a home 85 percent removed from a home of abuse, later returned to the same home. So the, to back to the people who were, who were uh, abusing them. Mm. So there's really no measure in place to prevent recurrence. Um, and nearly 100% of children who were returned to their homes, abusive homes, were abused again. Wow, 100%. Almost one hundred percent. So, so obviously that's not that is not an option. They should not be returned to these homes. Uh, almost fifteen percent of twenty twenty one's cases were recurrences. That was just in twenty twenty one. So, of the total cases of twenty twenty one, about fifteen percent of them were recurrence cases. So, children removed from an abusive uh, home, sent back. And then abused again. Oh. Uh, the Korean Children's Welfare Law. So this is the law that's designed to to protect children, obviously, as the name implies. So according to the law, children who are put in care facilities must be returned to one or both parents as soon as possible. So now it's not only the tri- it's not only this law that does that. It's also the, the different laws like the. Um, uh, what is it? The, I think uh, the UN also advocates this as well. Oh. Um, so and my guess is, and I don't know, but my guess is abusers don't undergo any type of intensive or effective psychological evaluation or anger management, anything like that. They don't receive, I know there are cases where they, they are supposed to receive uh, education and, and treatment and things like this, those things like that. But if recurrence is happening at such a high rate, it's obviously obvious that the, it's not working. So it's ineffective. So um, in 2021, less than 50% of abusers went to court. In 2021, data that was available in 2021. So that less than 50% of those who abuse children went to court only 2% resulted in conviction in 2022 data revealed that sex offenders of children routinely avoid prison 
between the year 2016 and 2021, they routinely avoided prison. And that data was revealed in 2022. Little or 50%, half of sex offenders against children under the age of 13 received suspended sentences. And that information comes from the Supreme Court directly. That's Supreme Court data. Mm. And uh, suspended sentences are given for the following. Sentences that are less than three years, a fine that is less than 5 million won, uh, depending on the circumstances of the crime, like the relationship that the abuser has to the victim, like like parents, uh, they're designed to create opportunities. And get this, suspended sentences are designed to create opportunities for self-reflection. Self-reflection. Why don't you just make them stand in the corner? <laughs> Put a dunce hat on them. Yeah. So... Now, these laws, since the, these numbers came out last year, uh, the the Sentencing Commission toughened the laws, but these are still a little bit uh, contentious. The, 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 maximum, the maximum amount of time um, of a prison sentence was extended by like two years or something like that, or a few years. Um, but it's still a really, this is really a contentious issue. And I've looked into it, but I'm not going to go too deeply into it here because it's just, I mean, that could be half an episode. I actually would rather have a legal expert on to talk about sentencing law and stuff like that in in any type of real detail. Mm. So those are some of the stats Mm. currently available um, and all, all, all up to date as well as of when we're recording. Um, so, a few recent cases, oh, uh, and, and now, yeah, I might walk out during this part. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't handle this. Yeah. So these are some of the cases. Now, not now, uh, most of these occurred after the Jungin case. So the first one uh, took place before the Jungin case. Uh, it was in Pyeongtaek. So if anyone doesn't know Pyeongtaek, it's southwest of Seoul. Um, this was between August 2019 to early 2020, around January 2020. Mm-hmm. There was a mother of a 15-month-old girl who left the girl alone on several occasions, up to 70 times left a 15-month-old child alone. And she left the child alone because she went to visit the child's father who was in prison. Uh, the mother also neglected the child when the child was sick. Uh, the child suffered in one case that lasted over a week or roughly a week. The child suffered from vomiting and high fever and received no care. Uh, eventually the child died at home. Uh, the it probably died from, she probably died of neglect, uh, maybe malnourishment. Yeah. The mother concealed the child's body. Now, several yeah. months later, the father got out of prison, found out what was going on, took the child's body, put it in a kimchi container, and moved the container to his parents' house 
And his parents had a rooftop, and that's where he put the container. He left the child's body in a kimchi container on his parents' roof in oh Sadimun. In Seoul. And the body was kept there for three years. <gasps> so it was finally, and then during that entire time, the parents were receiving child welfare payments. Uh, they claimed, when people were asking, like, where's your, where's your daughter? They claimed that the child was living with relatives in Pochan. Uh, but receiving child welfare payments requires uh, a few things, like health, uh, regular uh, health checks and the vaccines that kid, children are required yeah. to get yeah. and things like that. When Pochan City Hall, someone just, the, the, you know, was looking at the case and they were like, okay, these payments are going up, but we didn't receive getting the red flag here. The kid, we haven't gotten any updates on the kid's uh, health. Better go check this out. That's when the child's remains were discovered. Mm. And then um, in December 2022, just a couple months ago, the parents were charged with neglect and concealing a body. And as far as I know, as of now, as of recording, the case is ongoing. I don't, I don't know if murder is being added to, to that, uh, to those charges. Um, it might, but for now, I'm not sure. If anyone does know, please let us know. Mm, yes. So that's the first one. Another case happened same December. Well, this happened in you know the the child's abuse and, and death was like I said August summer 2019 to uh, early early winter 2020 um but the trial wasn't discovered until november december 2022 um so um this case also happened in december 2022 it was in busan six o'clock on a december morning a four-year-old girl woke up her mother because she was hungry she wanted breakfast you know, and often four four year olds will wake up really early. They wake up, you know, five six o'clock in the morning, and they're hungry. They want to eat, like a lot of us are when we when we wake up. Uh, the mother told the her daughter, four year old girl, to go back to sleep and to leave her alone. Uh, the child kept asking, complaining, probably crying from hung, uh, hunger pangs, that she she was she wanted food. So the mother's response was to repeatedly beat the child for disobeying her. Repeatedly just was beating and beating and beating this four-year-old girl. Mm. By 7.30 that night, the child was unconscious. The child was rushed to a hospital, but was pronounced dead on arrival. The doctor, of course, looked over the child. He recognized signs of abuse. He called the police. The mother was apprehended and charged with child abuse and murder. The child was below all averages for body, body averages for children. The average height of a four-year-old child in Korea today is 100 centimeters, just over 100 centimeters tall. Mm -hmm. This child was 80 centimeters. The average weight of a four-year-old in Korea today is 16 kilograms. That child was 10 kilograms. Oh my gosh. Obviously being neglected. 
And to top it all off, the child was completely blind. The child was disabled. And that was a case that just happened. It's currently in the courts right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, another case happened um, just this month, February, 2023. This was down in Daejeon. There was a mother on a mother of three on trial for abusing her two oldest children. Um, she was convicted of the child abuse and then she filed for an appeal. While the appeal trial was ongoing, the mother murdered her youngest child of two months old. Oh. So it was a boy. It was a son. Uh, he was crying. Wouldn't stop. So she lay on top of him, pressing her body down on his and suffocated him to death. And when she was, you know, being interrogated and asked about it and what whatnot, she said she she didn't know how long it was, but she said her quote a sig it was for she lay on top of him for a significant amount of time. Um, but she claimed that she didn't intend to murder him. But uh, she was convicted and given fifteen years in jail. And she didn't file an appeal this time. Uh, so the appeal uh, and the appeal over the first trial obviously was denied after the death of the youngest child. Mm -hmm. So why, if she was on trial and convicted of abusing her two oldest children, why was she in the care or why, why was the youngest child of two months in her care at that yeah. time? What what the fuck is wrong with that? What's going on there? There's something like that's the system's fault. Does the, that that's a massive red flag on the system? She yeah. was convicted of abusing children, but still allowed to care for a two month old. And then now that another child, and then she murdered the child. And that was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, another one. Again, Incheon. This was in Incheon. Again, this month, February 2023. Um, a mother left her two-year-old son home alone. And she didn't come back home for three days. So a two-year-old was left alone for three days. There was no one around. There was no access to food, uh, no access to toilet. Probably two years old, very likely still in diapers. Um, no access to, to water. And even if she left stuff out, you know, it wouldn't have lasted very long. He was left alone. Probably no lights were left on. You know, I don't know, but not that that really matters. But imagine just how dark the house would have been, how frightening, how scared that that boy would have been and yeah and then after three days the boy was found dead in the house likely died of dehydration um 
It was also found during the investigation that the boy had received no essential vaccinations or medical checkups his entire life, the whole two years he was alive. He received, after he was born, he received no essential vaccinations or checkups. Uh, And the Ministry of Health and Welfare, the government, was aware of this. They knew that the boy had not received any medical checkups or vaccinations because it's all in the records. A red flag comes up after a certain amount of time, I guess, in the computer system. So they knew. They knew that the the boy hadn't received any of this. And this type of information is supposed to, that red flag, when it pops up, this type of information, this is supposed to set into motion an investigation into possible child abuse or neglect. And the ministry did not follow through. They made no investigation at all. All the red flags were there, and they they didn't they didn't go and look into it. So the mother abandoned her child for three days, and and the child died. Um, another one going a little bit farther back. Just 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 one more, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll close up. Yeah, this was in Incheon. Uh, November, and I got my, I meant to put these in, in, in the chronological order, but that's fine. Um, this was an in Incheon, November, 2022. Um, on November 4th, a 12 year old boy had missed 10 consecutive days of school. The father and the stepmother claimed that he was doing homeschooling, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's, it's the people's freedom to to choose that for their children. I, I do know a, a, um, my wife teaches, and I she has a student who's homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Very happy, very very smart kid. Um, but it turns out, and I didn't know this. Schools, if a child is absent for a really long time. And even if it's announced that they're doing homeschooling, the school is required to make welfare checks. I was a little bit confused by the information I was reading. I don't know if it just meant that they should have done the, the welfare check during that 10-day period. Um, or if they were supposed to continually do it at a certain amount of time. But when I was breaking it down, I looked into it more deeply. I found out that no, apparently schools, even though they are not teaching a child, at least in some districts of Korea, maybe this is just in Incheon, they have to make welfare checks. Yeah. So the, the school made only three phone calls from December to January, 2022, and then into 2023. Mm-hmm. And they never once went to the house. They're supposed to. A welfare check obviously involves visiting of the home. So the father and the stepmother habitually beat that 12-year-old boy. Just beat him, beat him, and beat him. On February 7th this year, 2023, just a few weeks ago, the son was found unconscious at home. Bruises all over his body. 
he was rushed to the hospital and he died in the hospital. Oh my. So the stepmother was charged with murder and the father was charged with child abuse. Now that's fucking bullshit. They both, they're both murderers. Yeah. Now that that's a different issue that like the, the one parent, often the father giving, being given a, a, a lighter sentence. It's ridiculous. He, he's just as involved in this. Same thing happened with Jungin's uh, parents, adoptive parents. The father got a lighter sentence. Um, so it happened again here. But that's 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 a different issue that we can maybe we can look into that in another episode. But um, that case, of course, currently is ongoing as well. Oh, so that's it. So there are some stats and some very recent in the past just several weeks. Those are just a few cases of, uh, of the past couple of months. And yeah. several just, just this month in February. Uh, oh, those are really disturbing. Um, Gosh, I hate, I mean, we, we need to keep bringing this up, even though I hate bringing this up. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, like these are really heavy episodes to do. They're they're rough to get through sometimes. The research is awful. Although I followed, like I said before, I do follow these types of cases. Um, it's an issue that I'm concerned about. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think the knowledge of this does need to be wider spread. Yeah. This is this is a really deep social concern right now. This is Korea's ongoing epidemic. It is. Oh my goodness. Um. So we'll leave it there for today then. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Uh. Well, th- thank you for listening. I'm just gonna point out the usual end of the show stuff uh, uh comics we have the the uh the new volume of our comic which you can get over at right now dyson comics cafe near jang hampion station we're gonna we're gonna make an online we're gonna make a digital version we're working on it and we'll get it up it might be up but no it won't be up by the time we release this but we'll get it up mm. uh Dark Side Zone podcast produced by Sean Morrissey and John Joe. What's that guy's name? Joe McPherson. Um, opening and closing music by Sonic Sound, which you can find on Bandcamp under Jeju Digital. We'd like to thank our top tier patrons Angel Earl, Joel Bonamini, Sharon Cullen. You're coming to Korea in April, Sharon. Um, yes. Devin Hifner. You're already in Korea, Devin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Min Suk Lee, who goes in and out of Korea a lot. Mm, Alex Rodia. Mm. Over in Mexico. It was in Korea. It was in Korea. Was, I was ago. I was in her country for a brief time a couple mm. months ago. Mm. Um uh, Ryan Berkerball, uh Gabby Palomino, Steve Marsh, Chad Struss, Mitchie Brewer. Just recently celebrated a birthday. Uh mm-hmm. Sarah Ford, Sean Brown, and Jane Kong. Um you know, we know this because I mean, we're we we hang out with our our what we call the dope gaby patrons. We have a like a little private little chat room we hang out in, and 
you know, you could join too. Um, hmm. uh, no, but you get the basic stuff. We get, we do extra content starting at just $5 a month. Uh, if you want to go to the top tiers, $20 a month. Uh, I, I'm impressed that, that, that they really stuck with us this long. Um, <laughs> they're still finding this valuable. I'm happy with it. I, I, you know, as they say at the end of the uh, producers, the musical, uh, what did we do right? It's <laughs> oh. a good question. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone told us, uh, told me a little while ago. That they, one thing they really love about the podcast is that we're so unfiltered. <laughs> yes. Unapologetic and unfiltered. Yes, I worry that I'm filter. I'm worried that I'm not filtering enough. Okay, it's fine. It's well, fine. Uh, no, I'm not gonna let it loose. No, if you want to hear unfiltered Joe, go to old episodes of the Soul Podcast, which you can find uh, <laughs> back in 2008 mm. and so. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm, boy! Oof, unfiltered, embarrassingly unfiltered Joe. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, you know, I ask I ask a favor of you, listener, is uh, if you're going to share an episode, please share this one. We need to get this out a lot more. Um, so, but until next time, stay spooky. Hey. Okay.